is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Right now, let me take you by the hand Right now, put your lips at my command Right now, fly me off to love That was Right Now from Mel Torme. Nice way to start the programme. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss here on Jazz FM. Thank you very much for joining. Jazz Shapers is where we put the people who are shaping the world of business, we call them business shapers, right alongside those people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul from yesterday, today and hopefully tomorrow as well. My business shapers today are Charlotte Summers and Arjun Panasar. They are the co-founder and CEO, that's Arjun, and the COO of diabetes.co.uk, a community which sits online and provides information, education and support for those people who are suffering from diabetes. You're going to be hearing about lots of really innovative stuff that they have been doing. In addition to hearing from Charlotte and Arjun very shortly, you'll also be hearing from our programme partners at Michigan Duress, some words of advice for your business. And on top of all of that, we've got some brilliant music from the shapers of jazz, blues and soul, including Sarah Vaughan, Gregory Porter, and this from the one and only Aretha Franklin. That was Aretha Franklin with the iconic Think. Charlotte Summers and Arjun Panas are my business shapers today. Arjun is the co-founder and CEO of Diabetes.co.uk and Charlotte is the COO. Um, all these great C titles. Um, brilliant. Welcome both of you firstly. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. It's a pleasure. And we're going to look at each other here. So if you're, you will be listening, you'll be going, I wonder who's talking to. You'll be clear because what I'll be saying is uh, over here looking at Arjun and Arjun will respond brilliantly. Because when I say to Arjun, hello, tell me about how and why you founded Diabetes.co.uk, he will answer as if by magic. Yes. Um, we, start, <laughs> we started, well, I started Diabetes.co.uk in 2003. Um, my grandfather had a quadruple bypass. And as a result, um, was left with certain dietary information. Um, as a result, he wasn't quite sure what to eat. So we uh, purchased a domain name, diabetes.co.uk, and we put up a forum. The first ever question was, uh, can I eat oranges? Which sort of gave an impression that people weren't quite sure what to eat. Um, and then sort of 15 years later, we're now providing uh, digital therapies as well as being the world's largest diabetes community. And, and at the beginning of the program, I talked about the fact that there's um, support there, there's education and there's information. Um, at the beginning, when you did this, and obviously you talked about your, your grandfather's health and, and that being a, a, a precursor to this, did you envisage it would become this? Never. So my background's in AI and artificial or, and artificial intelligence. Um, when we were looking at the size of the forum, it was quite interesting because we could see trends and you know quite interesting patterns. At the same time, we never thought we would have six hundred thousand users and a, you know two hundred fifty thousand members of you know education that we're providing. Not in a million years. And Charlotte, you joined the business um, a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I joined about five years ago now. 
And in terms of you joining a business that's already created, I mean, you in your own right, I was I was reading, have been pretty um, instrumental in some of the disruptive stuff that Diabetes.co.uk has done. Coming into business already been formed. Is there a how did Arjun and the team provide you with a platform to kind of be yourself and get on with these things? Yeah, so um, Arjun and the rest of the team have been creating the platform and then also bringing in a lot of the data. And so I kind of came in and saw the types of things that we were already doing um, and then looked at kind of gaps where we could fill and, and support people with diabetes a bit better. And that's where the education programs came in. And they've made you feel comfortable. I mean, in terms of that platform, I mean, a platform for you to be yourself. Yes. Is there lots of? I mean, how have they? How have they done that? Was it? Was there lots of freedom that they've given you from day one? Yeah, absolutely. It's a really comfortable business, um, a really family orientated business. So, um, yeah, there was. There's plenty of opportunities to come in and bring your own identity and flair. So. Stay with me for more identity and flair um, from my business shapes there. Charlotte Summers and Arjun Panasar. And it's diabetes.co.uk, which is the business that Arjun was a co-founder of back in 2003. Time for some more music right now. This is Sarah Vaughan with Fever. Never know how much I love you Never know how much I care When you put your arms around me I get fever that's so hard to bear You give me fever When you kiss me fever The brilliant sound of Sarah Vaughan with her take on fever. Charlotte Summers and Arjun Panasar are my business shapers today. Arjun is the CEO and co-founder of Diabetes.co.uk. Charlotte is his important sidekick, a COO. You may not be a sidekick, you may be much more. Maybe you you tell Arjun just what to do. Um, What I find interesting about Diabetes.co.uk, Arjun, you're saying it's a community. Uh, When money isn't, I mean, I'm sure that I want to talk about where the finances fit in it, but your reason for being is um, is a good one. And I don't mean that businesses are bad, but you exist to help people. How have you kept the focus on helping people all through these years and not let the profit motive get in the way? Um, there's a certain approach to the Internet where people are able to have access to information quite freely. We simply provided a structured mechanism for engaging with that content for users. And what we found was that when people were engaging with our content in particular, if they were coming back to our website or coming back to our app or coming back to our platform, that their health would improve over time. Um, We've only actually recently published some research with uh, Royal Holloway University of London on how the forum is empowering patients. What's really interesting, by putting a community approach first by sort of wanting to improve patient health, what we're able to do is become quite a refined and quite a niche platform. Um, And so sort of leading into sort of, uh, you know, how we do make revenue is we're an extremely targeted platform for advertising. Although there would be no advertising in our education pl- uh, programs or education platforms, mm. the website itself is is a really um, precise way of people getting to um, getting in touch with people with diabetes. And Charlotte, the, when you came across to diabetes.co.uk to, to to work with the team, what was the motivation? Was it because you wanted more purpose in what you did? 
Yeah, so my background's in psychology and I was particularly interested in what happens to someone when they get diagnosed with kind of a chronic um, and progressive disease such as type 2 or, or type 1 diabetes even. Um, and so I wanted to look at how we can improve their mental and emotional well-being um, of people in their day-to-day -day lives and the support network that's created and facilitated by the diabetes.co.uk forum was a really nice place to start. Do you think about, I mean, obviously making money is important. Making money is, is a, if you didn't make any money, you wouldn't have a platform. How do you balance the two for you? And I know you do a variety of things in, in your role, but how do you think about it? Um, from an ethical point of view, I think we start there and, and what we want to make sure that we do is put the needs of the community before making any profit or anything like that. So a lot of the education programmes that we've been developing um, has been made and funded by the um, revenues collected on the main website. So if we kind of put the needs and, and the requirements of the community first, then the kind of revenue will then follow. Stay with me for much more from my business shapes. That's Arjun Panasar and Charlotte Summers. They're both from the diabetes.co.uk community. Um, and as you were hearing then, community first, profit second. That must be right. Latest travel in a couple of minutes. But before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners at Mishkondorea for your business. My name's Jonathan Berman. I'm a partner in the corporate department at Mishkondorea. We spent a lot of time in our department dealing with people who are establishing new joint ventures. When we look at these relationships, they are much, much more likely to succeed if the participants have been through a process before they actually start working together. And it's the process rather than the documentation that's critical. And what they do is to address issues that they would generally feel uncomfortable with, about discussing with one another. The rationale is they want to get on with it and they've got a good feeling about working together. And by asking difficult questions, it, in their mind, could endanger that good feeling. But that's the wrong way of going about it. And I'll give you a couple of examples of the types of things they should be thinking about. The first is... Are we looking to maintain this business as a going concern under our ownership for the foreseeable future? Or are we establishing it with a view to building it up over three years and selling it? If one's got one view, one's got the other, it leads to huge disagreement. And it's one of the biggest reasons for businesses failing. The second is, what's the business intended to do? What is our vision? Is our vision joint? Do we go into the UK or are we looking to expand into Germany? Are we going into America? Are we focusing on one business product or service? Or are we expend, expecting to expand beyond that? Again, having a business plan and sitting there and considering exactly how the business is intended to grow over the next few years is vital jazz shapers on jazz fm in partnership with mishkondorea it's business but it's personal you're listening to jazz shapers with me elliot moss every saturday i get to meet someone who is shaping the world of business or some people who are shaping the world of business if you've missed any itunes is your destination put in the words jazz and shapers CityM is another destination.com i should add and also british airways high life there's a few on that as well today arjun panasar and charlotte summers are my business shapers they are the co-founder and ceo and coo respectively of diabetes.co.uk 15 years young uh, online and a great resource for those people who are suffering from diabetes diabetes. Arjun, um, as you built this business up and this team, what do you look for in the people that you've brought on board from the back end developers to the medical professionals in the community and so on? What is it that you would you say characterises the kind of person that you want to be around? 
creativity and innovation are two of the hardest things to find but when we manage to come across them um we like to hold on to them on to those people so uh, we we've historically hired a number of um apprentices that have gone on to sort of become managerial in terms of their position um we've realized that being in the university of Warwick complex doesn't necessarily mean that you know we would have uh you know creative innovative people coming through the door constantly we realize that culture is a really big part of um the organization too so having an appetite to you know change global health is something that is really um intricate and difficult to find but when you do find people who have that kind of motivation um they almost immediately when the first 15 seconds are welcomed into the building with open arms and how do you ensure that it remains part of the dna of of the organization for you how do you ensure that every day and every meeting and every hour because it's hard isn't it when there's just stuff to do Yeah. What is it that you do do you think as the as the CEO to ensure that it stays? So it's actually providing the support for people um to become empowered, you know, to express, you know, reach their or actualize their sort of um creativity or you know their talents. So we have a medical panel that will help train um new staff on on our processes, on our understanding, um on our medical understanding as a lot of what we're doing is challenging the typical understanding of chronic and progressive disease but then also when people join and see what we're doing so when they see 600,000 people you know, on the platform when they see 250,000 people in the low carb program and then see the health outcomes they have it's it's so inspiring and so rewarding for them in particular that i think through experience you know you become engaged and become immersed into what we're doing And from your perspective Charlotte just briefly that the, the trains need to run on time the plumbing needs to work how does that dovetail in with Arjun's focus on culture not that you wouldn't be focused on it but what do you do to support the sustenance if you like of of what what you stand for So the way that we work um historically is very fast and very organic and responsive so we kind of jump on trends or we understand that there might be a need for a, a focus on a particular subject or um area to do with diabetes management um and then that requires all of the team coming together and working towards shared goals and so we use a kind of solution focused approach to everything that we do within the organization so that everyone feels a part of a project and they can all come together and and see that true speed focus and delivery you yes. heard it here first <laughs> with Arjun Panasar and Charlotte Summers my business shapers um stay with me for much more from them time for more music this is Gregory Porter with be good be good is her name I sing my lion song and brush my mane That was Gregory Porter with Be Good. I've been talking to Arjun and Charlotte. I'm going to drop their last names just because um co-founder and CEO and CEO uh, respectively of diabetes.co.uk talking just picking up on the agile point Charlotte that we were talking about before. Speed is critical online and if we were talking 30 years ago and you were, you know, a, a phone a phone delivery service or you were happened to be in a village doing this, it, it just wouldn't it just wouldn't be like this. Does speed also get in the way though? Do you think sometimes you rush to do stuff when actually a bit more time thinking about the nuances of delivery would be worthwhile? And if you have made those mistakes, how have you adjusted accordingly? 
Yeah, uh, there's been a number of occasions. We, as an organisation, we kind of have a focus on it fail, failing fast, um, and we would kind of see and see how a project rolls out, and if it's not working, we would um, regroup and, and re-attack whatever problem or project that we've got in front of us. Well, at the same time, because we have such a large community that we quite often have sort of a thousand, two thousand, five thousand people in in something that we have just launched in within a 24 hours. So that kind of real time feedback helps us fail fast and learn fast. And I imagine failing is no bad thing, right? I mean, again, part of a culture of an organisation like yours, especially where you're trying to crack really important problems around disease I mean, this is a good thing yeah. I mean, med- medical advancements happen through trial and error that's the nature of experiments i imagine yeah it's a really great learning opportunity so anything that we've done that hasn't gone exactly as we thought it would it's a real opportunity to kind of um, reassess and um, just see the way that it's kind of rolled out and then um, go from there rather than sticking to the way that we would like it to be or, or if a particular project kind of goes slightly off course it's not necessarily a problem we don't try and get it crowbar it back into the course mm. that we originally wanted it we kind of go with wherever it takes us and again i imagine that in terms of people you, you must encourage people in the teams to try stuff how do you ensure that your teams know that it's okay to fail what do you do to is it just simply saying try stuff if it doesn't work it's not a problem or is there something more sophisticated than that or is that all it needs i think often that's all it needs it just requires a space for someone to be able to see that they have the opportunity to trial a few different things and it's done in a safe way so that we would maybe test things out on a small level first and then and then gradually increase it Stay with me for more from my um, business shapers today. That's Charlotte Summers and Arjun Panasar. They'll be talking to me in their final chat with me very shortly. Plus, you'll be hearing two choices from our business shapers because there are two of them after all. One will be from John Lee Hooker with Carlos Santana and the other one we will wait till the end to reveal. Uh, That's all coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM. Jazz shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. That was John Lee Hooker with Carlos Santana, and that was called The Healer. And in fact, Arjun, I'm looking at you because it was your choice. Why did you choose that track? Well, what we're doing with um, the platform, what we've done with the communities, the, you know, the research that we're showing that's empowering patients, the, the low-carb program, the fantastic results we're getting, um, it's really healing people. And so that's a, that's a, that's a word, that's a term and, and a sentiment that we see quite a lot on our platform. So I thought it was particularly apt. Perfect choice, which brings me neatly to the future, really, and what's going on in terms of you, um, the macro stuff that you're doing to address uh, diabetes and and, and uh, handling how people can can help themselves. Tell me a little bit, Charlotte, about the low carb program and what, what you've been doing. Yeah, so two years ago we launched the Low Carb Programme. It's an evidence-based digital therapy. Uh, it's a completely online intervention for people with type 2 diabetes. It's now been expanded to incorporate people with pre-diabetes and people that are um, obese or um, experience some symptoms of metabolic syndrome. It's really going to change the paradigm around the approach to type 2 diabetes management, but also incorporating the idea that 
we can go some way to actually put type 2 diabetes into remission and it isn't a chronic and progressive disease as we once understood it to be and by changing the approach to um, going back to the idea that it's a sugar intolerance um, we can really go some way to actually put type 2 into remission and avoid long-term diabetes related complications. Um, Arjun just tell me on the back end of that obviously I imagine you're capturing a lot of data and there's a lot of information that you can then use which will then advance other other methodologies as you look to tackle these diseases is that right? Yes absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, so we've had 250,000, 260,000 members, in fact, to the low carb program over the last uh, 23 months. That's obviously producing a tremendous number, amount of data. So we, we generate a, a, you know, a good few hundred thousand points of data a month. Um, looking at it from a population level, we're really able to see um, sort of behaviors, patterns. We're able to see um, the spread of um, conditions such as the flu and influenza through the symptoms people are tracking. Um, but not only that, what's sort of more exciting is that based on the results that we're getting, um, it's helping to influence clinical understanding and, sort of, and academic research. You both sound like you're passionate, which is good, and that's really important. It isn't just about the data, is it? It's about actually believing that this is fixable, or at least you can manage this disease, and I, and, and that's fantastic to hear. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to both of you. Thank you. Just before I let you go, Charlotte, it's your turn now. Arjun's had his. What's your song choice, and why have you chosen it? Uh, I've gone for California Dreaming by um, Baby Huey and the Babysitters um, on the basis that a lot of the work that we're doing and the concepts that we're working within are kind of very Silicon Valley-esque. So uh, we're dreaming of California sun currently. (laughs) Keep dreaming that you're really in Silicon Valley. Brilliant. Here it is just for you. Thank you both so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was the song choice of one of my business shapers today, Charlotte Summers. It was Baby Hugh and the Babysitters with California Dreaming. Really good stuff from Arjun and Charlotte, right behind and a fantastic community set up to tackle the problem with diabetes. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meanwhile, stay with us. Coming up next, it's the one and only Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Condorea. It's business but it's personal.